Here we are, Daisy and Denise, with the best little podcaster in Raleigh back again. You know, Daisy, we had a big event last week for our anniversary, one year in business. What did you think about it? We did. We went out and we planted 100 little saplings. Uh, just the fact that we were literally planting our roots was exciting. And our team. They yeah. enjoyed it too, you know? Yeah, they really seemed to get into it. And you know, I know that they say if it rains on a bride or it snows on a bride, it's good luck, but it did rain on us, Me even too. though we're not brides. <laughs> but I feel like maybe maybe that means something, right? I mean, it was the ground was nice and soft. The, the trees are getting they're you know they're getting nurtured uh, mm-hmm. from our from the rain and the weather and we survived it which was a good thing. We did. Um, and you know we were so happy to partner with uh, Chad Perry. We were yeah, and it was the perfect day. Cool out. We didn't have to get too hot. Easy to plant. Yeah, it was perfect. And uh, Chad, I thought was a great partner through this whole process. Mm-hmm. And I would love to give him the opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, his organization. Yeah. And before we introduce Chad and start talking with him, so Denise, tell me a little bit more how you met Chad. Because I know it was through a LinkedIn post. Yeah. All about networking, honestly. Yeah, the power of networking. The power <laughs> of networking. I can't say it enough. So LinkedIn, we happen to have a mutual connection. Okay. And that mutual mutual connection of ours had posted on his post about needing a sponsor for this upcoming tree planting that they were doing on March 19th. And I looked at it and I thought, wow, that that aligns perfectly with the anniversary. It's planting roots. It's giving back to the community. It's all the things that I love and, and represent, right? And uh, I immediately reached out to him and said, you got your sponsor. All right, well, let's uh, introduce Chad. Yeah, thank you. So Wake the Forest Foundation is a forest conservation nonprofit. It's a 501c3 that I actually started during COVID. So during the shutdown, I uh, had a little time on my hands that I didn't Just have like before. Just like Denise, starting <laughs> a business during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have that in common. Exactly, exactly. So um, always had a passion for nature and trees since I was a kid and uh, my kids do as well a lot of things we do is hiking outside hiking looking for waterfalls and mountains and we spend a lot of time in the trees so uh, we I kind of wanted to do something that the kids would enjoy doing as well so we started this forest conservation nonprofit. I think it was around May of 2020 so I usually work my day job uh, probably about 55 to 60 hours a week, so I don't generally have a lot of time to do things, but with the kids' activities all being over with, and or at least paused temporarily, and not much social life going on, I had some time to do some paperwork and apply for a 501c3 and get this whole process going for Wake the Forest Foundation. And how did you come up with that name, Wake the Forest Foundation? So, uh, I live in Wake Forest, and it, it kind of works. I actually thought about doing Wake Our Forest, but one of my board members, I had a couple ideas. I had Wake the Forest and Wake Our Forest. Wake the Forest, I was a little concerned because the abbreviation is WTF. <laughs> I was a little concerned that people might take offense to that, but one of my board members convinced me to keep that because sometimes when he drives around and he sees a whole lot being cleared out with all trees being demolished he thinks wtf and he thought that would be a great fundraising t-shirt idea 
So let's go with Wake the Forest Foundation because WTF works really well for fundraising. So that was actually our first fundraising thing to do was make WTF t-shirts for Wake the Forest Foundation. So I love it. That's how it became Wake the Forest Foundation. And what does it mean? What does Wake the Forest Foundation mean? Well, it it's just it, it's a play on where we're from, Wake the Wake Forest, with also a play on WTF. So it's a good fundraiser, and we're really waking the forest. You see a lot of development, which is good. This is a happening area. You know, even during the Great Recession that we just recently experienced um, in 2008 and 2009, and a few years after that. This area was still booming and still growing, so it's a great place, and there's a lot of development, but there's also a need for some balance, I think, and things like what we did this past Friday, planting at the Nature Preserve, is a good thing to do. We're planting some trees. We planted 100 trees. Thank you very much for sponsoring. We appreciate that a lot, but we planted 100 trees in a Nature Preserve that are going to last 250 years, and they're going to reproduce and make trees that last 250 years, so we've Put a little legacy here we won't make a dent in uh some of the development but we'll kind of create a little balance here so that's, that's what, what we're going to do yeah. balance yeah 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 because you want the area to grow and thrive and exactly. it's good to get back that way exactly uh, my house didn't get developed by nature it was made of sticks and <laughs> and trees and i'm sure they took trees down to make my place so i can't fault people for doing the same thing but i would like to just kind of give back a little bit to nature and create a little balance and add a little trees to nature. Yeah. I, I, I told, I can relate. So I don't know if I told you this, but my daughter is an environmentalist. And so, uh, she inspired me when I saw the posts, right? But there were a lot of things that connected me to that post. Mm -hmm. Uh, but just the fact of, you know, uh, doing something to memorialize our one year in business. I, I couldn't ask for a better opportunity. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Well, we're glad that we had you. Actually, my first tree planting event, I had trouble finding sponsors, so it was great. I just put a post on LinkedIn, and we had a mutual friend on LinkedIn, and I think yes. a few things spoke to you on the date we were going to do it, on the number of trees that were originally wanted. Yes. So a lot of that kind of spoke to you, so I'm glad and very happy that we, we came together. Yes. So thank you. Yes. It was awesome. Hey, Denise, you want to share a little why I spoke to you? I'm happy to yeah. share a little. Sure. So the event was taking place on March 19th, and my brother, who passed away in 1983, was born on March 19th, and the number of trees that were originally targeted to be planted was 65, and he was born in 1965. So I thought, what a better way for me to be able to memorialize our anniversary and also honor him. And, and this is also in his memory now, right? We, we called the trees our little nannies. So these little mm -hmm. nannies my brother uh will grow you know for the next 250 years yeah so i mean i it was just it spoke to me in so many different ways well i'm glad it did and it, it will last a while and have a good legacy there yeah. and uh just to get a little more detail on the nature preserve turnip seed nature preserve is where we planted the trees and that nature preserve is 300 acres maintained by wake county open spaces which is really cool and as development continues to grow Places like that are going to be much more treasured. So that's a great place to plant these trees. What we planted were uh, shortleaf pines, and that park is 300 acres. There's only five remaining shortleaf pines. Most of the pine trees there are loblolly trees. So we're bringing a new generation of shortleaf pines 
to that nature preserve, which is much needed. Wake County Open Spaces was very, very happy that we were able to provide that for them. Yeah, what a great team of people, too, from, mm-hmm. from Wake County. They mm-hmm. were fantastic to yes. work with. Yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful. And how did you get to know them? Did you just start Googling and looking as, you're, as you were getting your, your nonprofit going? So I was calling around and calling different places that had need, and I was reaching out to conservation land trusts and municipalities and it was actually kind of hard to find places that needed some some stuff but now that things are going and our name's getting out there there's more and more people with need so I've got probably about four or five different land trusts and municipalities that are looking for some tree plantings so We've got a good line of desire out there now. That's, That's fantastic. great. So yeah. they're starting to call you, mm-hmm. too, because they're yep. hearing what you're doing. Exactly. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's trending on LinkedIn with I his post right? from last <laughs> week, so. Well, it helps to have influential people <laughs> tagged in the post, I believe. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Well, what do you do when you're not planting trees? So I am a marketing manager, field underwriting, and marketing for a fortune 1000 insurance company and i've been in the insurance industry for all of my career outside of college so started as a claims adjuster then became an underwriter and then became a marketing rep and field underwriter and then became a manager for marketing reps and field underwriters um i'm not gonna lie planting trees sounds like more fun but (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it does sound a lot more interesting and it does seem like it has a bit more impact but Really, the insurance industry does help make the world go around. You know, if somebody may not make that plastic bottle if they didn't have insurance because if, if somebody got sick from the plastic in the bottle, they could make that insurance, that company go out of business if they didn't have insurance and they got sued because the plastics made somebody sick. So insurance companies really make the world go around. You wouldn't drive your car and take the risk driving your car if you didn't have insurance. So. Really, we make the world go around, but it doesn't look obvious because it's just we're selling you a piece of paper and a promise and service, and you can't really see it. What we do with Wake the Forest Foundation, we can actually see our work. We planted a tree in the ground, and we can go visit it and see it grow. It's very tangible, obviously, right? But being in staffing, insurance is super important Mm -hmm. to our business, right? Because you're putting people to work every day. God forbid somebody gets hurt on the job. Workman's comp is a big part yep. of uh, you know what we do and how we stay protected. So uh, we appreciate the insurance business very much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how long have you been here in, in the Raleigh area? What, and what brought you down? So weather okay. and job. Because you're from New York, you yes, said, right? Yes. Okay. I had enough of uh, terrible winters, so mm-hmm. I moved down in 2004 we had just had two seasons of over 100 inches of snow, so I, I was living in, in Utica, New York, and we just, we were tired of the snow. Oh, state New York, yes, too, right? Yes, yes. So we moved to North Carolina for both weather and career. So I was working in the insurance industry up there, and I had an opportunity to move to North Carolina for another company, and North Carolina has beautiful weather, and it's a great place to live, and I'm very happy I did. It's a great place to raise kids, and I'm raising two beautiful girls right now, and we're very happy where we are. That's great. And are they middle school? How- I got one high schooler and one middle schooler. Great kids. And are they involved in Wake the Forest? They are. My oldest daughter does some of the artwork and some of the design, the t-shirt okay. designs. And some I was going to say, what kind of artwork? Yeah. Like, like for the t-shirts, yep. the logo and yep. everything? 
Yep, right. and they both are actively involved in planting. They did our tree planting event in October and uh, some other things that we've done. So they're actively involved. They do a lot of, even before we started the nonprofit, they've been for probably about the last four years volunteering at PetSmart to clean the cat cages for an organization, Per Partners, I believe is the name of the organization. So they've been volunteering there. We ring the bell for the Salvation Army around Christmas time. So we've always had that kind of give back type of thing going around for, for, awesome. for the kids. So. And when you say give back, I've been thinking a lot recently that, you know, it's so good to give back, but I feel like it's also just being a good steward mm -hmm. of the market, you yeah. know, of the Raleigh area. So it sounds like that's what you're really getting into, being just an always-on kind of good steward now. Yeah, yeah. And I like sure. to pass that on to the kids to make sure they do the same thing. And, mm -hmm. and they do have that good spirit about them. They want to give back and they want to do good things. Well, obviously, oh. you're setting a great example. Because right? yeah. you're right there in it. You're right there with them doing all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yep. I get their feedback. I ask them for tips and advice and and they're actively involved. Okay. So we have to ask you then, what are some tips and advice that they've given you? Well, my oldest probably does the most advice giving on design of t-shirts. And I have, I walked in here today with a Wake the Forest mask, the WTF mask. Wow. So design and color scheme for both of those are, are some of the advice tips that I get from her. She's very artistic and really good in painting and other media. Uh, so she's she's my little art consultant. Yeah. And she has, um, or in your logo, there's a lot of yellow, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So why yellow? I mean, it just spoke to her or did she have a specific reason or meaning behind the yellow? No, you know, I haven't asked her, but it is my mom's favorite color. So her grandmother's favorite color is yellow. And that's another connection you and I had. My my mom has Alzheimer's, and um, uh, she's been very important to me and my kids, and yellow is her favorite color, so I wonder if there's a connection there. I can ask That's her That's so that. cool. Yeah. And yes, that I think that I think I actually spoke to you like the day, yes. right? The day yeah. that we lost my mom, so mm -hmm. yeah. And as I told him, I said, you know, I wasn't going to take this call today because this just happened, and he says, oh my gosh, you know, my mom's going through the same thing, so... We were able to, you know, connect on that level as well. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like we're going to be friends now yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, we greatly appreciate it. I'm glad for the. <laughs> you connection. have to be for 200 years now with the truth. 200, <laughs> 200 yeah. It's only a year. Your commitment is not a problem. They You're may stuck with me. <laughs> they may outlive us a little bit, which is a good thing. Tell us how you've really seen the markets evolve and change since since you've been here in the Raleigh market. So I'm, I'm really fortunate to work in an industry that's semi-recession proof. Of course, during the Great Recession, everybody had a little bit of an impact or, or were, was affected by the recession. But insurance, people still need insurance, even if the market, if the economy is going down a little bit. We're fortunate to live in a strong area. Even during the Great Recession, the Raleigh area was still doing pretty well relative to the rest of the nation. So we're very fortunate there, and I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's semi-recession proof as well. So uh, in my industry, we have saw hiring, which is a good thing. So not a lot of people were still hiring, and a lot of industries were laying off. But this market was very, very strong throughout that. There wasn't a lot of that relative to the nation. It impacted still, mm -hmm. as everyone was, but not to the degree that other industries are. Right. And I think that goes along with what we talked about last week with mm -hmm. just, you know, even with COVID last year, 
And looking at the you know Bureau of Labor Statistics and what the unemployment rate is nationally, we've always trended below. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, even back then, we we've always this area, I yes. should say, yep. has always trended below the yeah. national average yep. for, from that perspective. Well, there's a lot of great employers around here. Oh, yeah. And there's great weather around here. And there's great nature preserves. <laughs> <laughs> the best of everything. Yes. Right? And a lot of um, diversity with the businesses, mm-hmm. the verticals, the industries. You were talking about the jobs mm-hmm. that you know you kept hiring throughout the process. Mm-hmm. But what type of jobs? What specific skill sets? What job titles were you guys hiring the most for? Well, to talk about the industry in general, mm-hmm. uh, there was still a need for account managers and account executives and producers for insurance production in commercial and personal lines industries. So my industry is commercial PNC. Uh, there's also personal lines, property and casualty. When I, I use abbreviations a lot, I'm sorry. Property and casualty is what I mean by PNC. So I'm glad you clarified because yeah. I was thinking the bank. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, even there's always a need for a commercial, a good account manager at an independent insurance agent's office or a good producer at a at an independent agent's insurance office. So there was a lot of need and a lot of desire for that. Was it fairly easy to keep hiring people and bringing on the individuals that you needed? Or was it difficult? Was What was like the supply and demand? Is- I think in, in my industry, there's always a greater demand than there is a supply of okay. qualified people for, for those positions. Mm-hmm. Even through the recession, it was it was... It was still kind of challenging to find good, the right good people. Because of certain certifications mm-hmm. and training. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And so it, they're always a little bit hard to find, not mm-hmm. just because of that. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess overall, just anything about Wake the Forest that you want to tell us? I mean, you've told us how you got it started, mm-hmm. um, that your daughters were involved, mm-hmm. how it's been taking off now the last few months, mm-hmm. but anything that you just want people to know about? Yeah. It just... Well, I guess one thing they should know is if they wanted to donate, uh, they can visit the website. There's a donation button on the website. They can donate with a card. Waketheforest.org is the website. And on the first page, there's a donation button. You can donate by card or you can do it the old-fashioned way. There's an address on the Contact Us section. You can send a check. And it is tax deductible because we are a 501c3. So it is a tax deductible. And if they want to get involved, they can also contact us on that page too. And if somebody does send you dollars, what are you going to do with that? Do you go out and buy trees and like you're physically planting them with your daughters or, you know, what's the process? Yeah, so I would like, we used dibble bars for some of the planting we did on Friday. I would like to buy some more uh, so we can And do... so everybody knows what a dibble bar is. Yeah, it's kind of like a shovel. It's kind of like a shovel uh, for smaller trees. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit easier to move a little bit faster when you're planting the smaller trees. Yeah, we got to use them. I yes. appreciated using yeah, yeah. one. So. Yeah, yeah, we almost walked away with one. We tried. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Chad, like, Chad would have none of it. <laughs> like we could just go to the store and get one. Yeah. So, True enough. <laughs> so I would probably use it for that, and I would probably also use it for another tree planting event. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first tree planting event, I had trouble just being a new startup. I had trouble finding a sponsor. So what I did instead was sell individual sponsorships and have those people come out and plant trees so they would pay to plant the tree three to five trees three to five trees so they can bring a group their family or their 
co-workers and come out and plan. That's what I did for the first one because I called a bunch of employers and they said, let's think about it. And then when I follow up with them, they said they weren't going to do it. So I had a little bit of trouble the first time. So with any donations, I would probably use it to make sure we don't have to sell individual sponsorships and we can just have these events without having to sell individual sponsorships or have individual companies like Spherion come and sponsor and also participate in planting. It, it definitely was a well-spent time and we enjoyed it as a team. It was good team building and with everything, it takes time to build up your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a business, nonprofit, people have to hear about it and you know, you start to grow. Yeah. So it sounds like it's really taking off for you though. Yeah. And I try to make it fun and I'm glad you made some comments about it being fun and a good team mm-hmm. building event. So try to make it fun and make people feel like they're doing good because they are doing good. So yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. I yeah. don't know. Even uh-huh. even weather aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little rainy, a little chilly, but it was yeah, good. But it yeah. was so good. Yeah. The and whole experience was good. And you shared a couple of tree facts at the very beginning. Do you want to share those with us again? I did. I noticed, too, you did. You had it memorized. You knew what your tree facts were. <laughs> I did. I did. So I think I started with a little bit of a story about a practice that's done in Japan called Shinrin-yoku. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Shinrin-yoku translates to forest bathing. It doesn't mean (laughs) go out in the forest naked. It means immerse yourself in the forest. And what that's shown to do is reduce your stress levels measured by cortisol. So your cortisol is your stress hormone, and that's been shown to go down. And your blood pressure is shown to go down as well. So just immersing yourself in the forest Mm -hmm. can be very beneficial to your health. And then to kind of rev you all up, I, I went through some tree facts where I asked you what produces about a quarter to a third of our breathable oxygen, and everybody would shout trees and yeah. just go through a series of facts about trees and have everybody yell trees and, and get and them And wasn't up. it every answer rhymed with B and started with the T? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So everybody had to yell trees and kind of give you all revved up to go plant some trees, and you did a great job. Yeah, so did you. You were a good motivator. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, again, this podcast is all about just sharing local stories. And uh, it was great to hear Denise's and how she got started. Um, On the day that North Carolina was shutting down, the same time you're starting Mm -hmm. a nonprofit, um, we're talking about how Raleigh or the Raleigh area, Durham, Wake County, all of it, it is just growing. There's so much opportunity here. So. Um, it's a good time to be sharing stories like this. Absolutely. Help others see what's what's out there, what's possible. Yeah. Don't yeah. let any anything hold you back, right? Yes. Just go for it. Well, thank you for sharing my story on your platform. Absolutely. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. All right. I think that's a wrap. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>